Our scripture reading this morning is from Genesis 1, 1 to 2, 3. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. And God called the expanse heaven, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind, on the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there, be a light, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons, and for days and years, and let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night, and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves, with which the waters swarm according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things, and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds, and the livestock according to their kinds, and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, 
and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. The prophet Isaiah declares that the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord stands forever. And friends, this is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. There are uh, certain types of movies that tell the origin story of a famous character. And so movies have come out about Black Widow, Captain America, Anakin Skywalker. And they answer the question, what circumstances formed and shaped this person to become who they were today? And yet that same question can be asked about the world itself. How did the heavens, the earth, human beings come to be? What is their origin story? Well, fittingly, the Bible begins where any good book begins, in the beginning. This passage today that we're reading teaches us many things that are essential about God and about his creation. And so the first thing we learn here is that God alone is creator of all things. Before anything existed, God was there. And had he chosen not to create, there would still be nothing but him. But because he chose to create, the sky, space, earth, life, and humanity exist. And as we read through Genesis, we see that the God who made heaven and earth is not some generic God that could go by any name, but he is Yahweh, the Lord God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the one who rescued Israel out of slavery in Egypt, and the one who through Christ rescues us from sin and death. He was there in the beginning. And he himself was not created by anyone or anything. And that's kind of tough to wrap our heads around, right? But the truth is that God has always existed. He has no beginning and end. Rather, he brings about beginnings and ends. And so from Genesis 1, we know that creation wasn't some godless accident that just happened by chance. 
We also know it wasn't the product of many gods at war with each other, which is what the stories surrounding Israel, those were the stories that were being told about creation in those places. No, rather, heaven and earth were intentionally designed by the one God who reigns over all things. Notice how many times the text tells us, God said, let there be, and then it was so. Everything responds to God who rules over all things. And that teaches us something very important, that God is God and we are not. To quote an old bumper sticker, there is only one God. Stop applying for his position. All right, kids, can you look up, me and be up at me for a second? I've got, I've got a, something for you to do. All right. I want you to say, let there be a green cat right here. All right? On the count of three. Everyone say, let there be a green cat. Ready? One, two, three. Okay, maybe you didn't say it loud enough. Let's try this again. Okay. Yeah, I figured that wasn't going to work. <laughs> because God is God and we are not. You see, none of us here, none of us in the world could even will one atom into existence, let alone the whole world. And that's why God is the one that we are to worship, to follow and to depend on. He alone gives life to all things. When I was in ninth grade, uh, I went to a Christian high school, and our earth science teacher uh, shared one day about how she used to be an atheist. And she said what changed her mind was she was looking at a flea, yes, a flea, under a microscope. And she was watching this tiny little flea and its heart beating. Tiny little microscopic heart. She's looking at it and thought, this couldn't happen by accident. And I think that's a really good point. Because when we look at creation, when we look at how complex it is, we realize that God has created all things. Look at some of the things that God has created. How intricate how wonderful, how beautiful. Think about all the processes that God had to come up with just to make the human body work. Think about the variety and complexity of all the creatures he's made that he just made up. You know, it's not like he was copying anybody. Think about the fact that he crafted the water cycle. He made the way that plants grow happen. He created the types and tastes and textures of fruit. The universe is complex, but these are all things that God himself designed. And as such, we are accountable to God for what we do with his creation. And that includes what we do with our bodies, how we treat others, and how we treat the environment that he has made. You see, if we take the good things that he's made and trash them or exploit them or abuse them, what does that say about our attitude to the one who made them? Instead, let us acknowledge the beauty and value of what God has created 
and treat it well. Second thing we learn is that God ordered the heavens and the earth with form and function. The universe isn't just some splatter painting. It's not the product of a two-year-old running rampant with a paintbrush. Anybody had a two-year-old run rampant with a paintbrush before? Yeah, it doesn't look pretty. Um, Rather, it's incredibly fine-tuned. It's created with precision and order. In fact, I look outside my office many days and think, wow, this is a masterpiece. The stars, the trees, just the fact that they grow and exist. If this were random chance, we would expect the painting by the two-year-old running rampant. But instead, we have what we have. Genesis shows us that this world is not an accident, and neither are you. The world does not exist without a God-designed purpose, and neither do you. We were created to know our Maker. God expertly ordered his creation. He prepared it to sustain life. If you notice, on days one to three, he creates habitats. He creates uh, the heavens, the sky, the sea, the dry land and its vegetation. And days four to six, he fills those habitats with inhabitants. The sun and moon and stars fill the heavens. The fish and the birds fill the seas and sky. Animals and humans fill the land. Like a master painter who carefully plots each part of his painting, God creates the world. And he knows and he provides what we and all his creatures need. At the height of God's creative work, he makes humanity in his own image, in his own likeness. Genesis tells us that the plants and the birds and the fish and the animals, they're made according to their kinds. But humanity, rather, is made in God's image and likeness. I did a poll on Facebook. I asked, what amazes you about creation? And I got so many wonderful responses the fact that he has every intricate detail planned out. Being the perfect distance from the earth so that life can exist. Rainbows, sunsets, the birth of a baby, the ocean. And of course, the mountains and their beauty. These are all things that God himself designed. Third thing we learn is that God create, uh, rather, God called his creation good. And this tells us something important, that the world did not start out the way it is now. The world did not start out flawed like a defective piece of machinery. It was not always filled with disease, war, violence, hatred, racism, backstabbing, betrayal. We did not always abuse the world, our fellow humans, or our own bodies. Four times, 
when a part of creation is completed, it says, and God saw that it was good. And as God finishes his whole creation at the end of the sixth day, it says that God saw that it was very good. And so each part of creation was doing what God intended it to do. They were all created good. And so this teaches us that the evil that has arisen in our world wasn't the work of God. What God creates and what God does is good. But sin and evil are what corrupt and twist that which is good. But because God is good, he has a plan to set things right again in Christ. Fourth thing, God sits enthroned as ruler of all creation. Now, when the heavens and the earth are completed, and it says that God rested, it's not saying that he was tired and needed a nap. What it's communicating is that he is resting on his throne. He's completed creation, and now he's resting and ruling over all of it because he's finished that work of creation. And the Lord continues to rule over day after day after day that which he has made. So how do we respond to all these things? Let us worship the God who made the heavens and the earth. If God is creator, then creation matters. If God created us, then we matter. We're not an accident. Our lives have meaning and purpose. You are valuable, regardless of how you feel about yourself or how others feel about you. And if God is the creator, we owe him everything. We literally owe him our lives because he has given us life. And so he deserves our worship exclusively. If God is the creator, he knows how we work and what we need, which means that we can go to him with our needs. We can go to him in times of trouble because he knows how everything works better than we do. And yet we also lament the reach of sin and evil in our world and in our own hearts, which has corrupted the good. And yet we're reminded of Christ who came to take away our sins so that one day, God will create a new heaven and a new earth where all is set right. And we will be there, all of us who have trusted in Christ. And so the world we're in now is not how it ends. Today, though, as Christians, we're called to work to bring goodness into this world, living as Christ has called us to live, showing love where there is hate, compassion where there is none, help where there is hurt. And through doing all of that, sharing who Jesus is so that more people may know him. And so today, stand amazed at the God who created all these things. You know, when we look around at the vastness of the stars at night, the power of the ocean roaring on the beach, the fluttering of a hummingbird, Let's praise the one who made it all. 
As we read Genesis, we celebrate God's power in creation. And my prayer for you today would be that you would go outside and you'd marvel at God's creation and think, what an amazing God who created all this. And how amazing is it that the God who created the heavens and the earth wants me to know him. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for creating. We thank you for creating all that we see, all that we don't see. We pray that you would help us to bring glory to your name, to praise you for these things that we see every day that we might take for granted. But remind us, Lord, how incredible it is that all these things exist. Help us, Lord, as we follow you to show your goodness to the people in the world around us. And by your grace, we pray that you would help us to proclaim your gospel, the truth and love of who you are to those around us. In Jesus' name, amen.